we have more in common than we think. Loved ones, what's going on? I'm Bruce, and this is A Bigger Story. We have more in common than we think. One of my favorite must-listen-to podcasts is called Akimbo, A-K-I-M-B-O, Akimbo, with Seth Godin. Seth is an author and a business thought leader, at least that's how many describe him. I would describe him more as a wisdom teacher. And he began his most recent Akimbo podcast with that statement, we have more in common than we think. I heard that and I got really frustrated. Why? Because that's what I wanted to say on this podcast. In fact, it's the central premise of this podcast, saying we have more in common than we think is what I mean by a bigger story. I have to tell you that I had an entirely different name plan for this podcast. I have been thinking about that name literally for years. It's unique. It's tied to a very personal story of mine from a time of very deep struggle in my life. And I've thought for years about trademarking it because I think this phrase, this metaphor I was planning to use as the name for this podcast is that powerful. But I procrastinated, and a week before launching a bigger story with that other name, a friend did some searching just to be helpful, and she discovered that there was already a podcast by that name that I had dreamed of using, and they'd been using it for their podcast since about February of last year. I could have used the name anyway. It's a podcast, the other one. It's a podcast about real estate law. But I didn't want there to be any confusion when people were looking for this podcast. And I think a bigger story actually is a much better name. And yes, I know I haven't said what that other name I wanted to use is. I'm saving it because that story is worth an episode all its own. I tell you all this to explain my momentary frustration. The name I'd chosen was already taken. And now in the most recent episode of Seth Godin's Akimbo podcast, a top-rated podcast, probably hundreds of thousands of people listening to it, Seth was saying a lot in this podcast. He was saying a lot of what I was planning to say. Then I remembered one of my favorite sayings, none of us is as smart as all of us. And irony of ironies, if Seth is right and we have more in common than we think, we're bound to discover, to realize that we have very few original thoughts and that if we're having ideas in common with others, that that's not something to be frustrated about. So turning all this over in my head has helped me to see these podcasts, a bigger story, not as output of a rare original idea I might have. And I don't think I could have one of those if I tried, but instead, instead of output as throughput, throughput informed by the ideas of many. So if an idea just simply occurs to me, I'll run with it. And when I'm sharing an idea that I've learned directly from another, I'll credit them. And sometimes that is like a blend. So if I miss crediting someone, let me know and I'll gladly give them credit. So now back to the way that Seth Godin started his podcast this morning. And since these podcasts are more or less evergreen, this podcast from Seth Godin on Akimbo was entitled Four Forces. And it dropped on October 19th, 2022, if you're looking for it. And he started it with we have more in common than we think. And after Seth said that in his podcast, he went on to talk about 
the seemingly deep division in society today, at least in American society. And by the way, if you're listening from another country, I know some of you are listening from Australia. I promise to really work hard at being conscious of the fact that a podcast audience is not limited by geography. And so I'll try not to be so America-centric. And thanks to my friend Phil in Queensland, Australia, for pointing that out the other day. In that most recent Akimbo podcast, Seth Godin talks, among other things, about television and how with the advent of television, it was the first time in human history that everyone was watching the same thing at the same time. I mean, this is before VCRs and DVRs and all that. It's just television. And if you were alive and old enough in 1983, like me, you were likely among the 40-some million people who watched the final episode of MASH. Other than Super Bowls, it was the most watched single episode of a television show in the United States ever. The last episode of Seinfeld, I think, came pretty close. But then along came the internet and eventually YouTube, social media, TikTok, and Seth points out that what's considered a television hit has gone from 40 million viewers to 3 million qualifies it as a hit because we live in a world now with the World Wide Web and social media that you can, according to Seth, and this, these are his words, carve your own reality, build your own bubble. And rather than creating greater unity, I think the internet, social media, only amplifies division. We create our own reality. And then we defend our self-carved reality, our self-constructed bubble, and division gets amplified. As Seth Godin puts it, we've evolved a culture that thrives on division, differences magnified, us versus them. And then Seth follows all that with some words of hope. He says, look at the division around us. Easy to wring our hands, believe that something has been put into the water by some nefarious being. But what we're seeing is humanity. And humanity has gotten through far tougher situations than this one. There are ways forward and we'll find them probably one person at a time, one community at a time. This is the purpose of this podcast, a bigger story, to contend that one, we have more in common than we think, and two, that there are ways forward and we'll find them and it will probably be one person at a time, one community at a time. Here at A Bigger Story, we want to be among those people. We want to be one of those communities figuring this out, to figure out, quoting Seth Godin one more time, how to offer each other dignity, figuring out the real things we do agree on, and emphasizing those. So in addition to television and in addition to various national myths that have provided cohesion and unity for our society in the past, and some would contend that even the idea that there has been cohesion and unity in the past, that in and of itself is a myth. Religion was one of those apparently unifying threads. Even, for instance, with Christianity and the proliferation of all these different denominations, it was still a thread that provided something in common. And over time, people who wanted to expand that unity by including more and more people 
referred to that religious domain as the Judeo-Christian tradition. And so here you and I are in a society, a world, where there are more and more stories, more and more narratives, micro-narratives. How, out of all these multiplying diverse realities, sometimes they're bubbles that surface almost daily, how do we surface some kind of common thread, some kind of unifying story? Is it even possible anymore? So realizing that there are multiple narratives, multiple stories, there always have been, how do we grow toward acknowledging and accepting them, especially when they are stories and narratives that have been oppressed by whoever has the power? And we also need to know that our acknowledging or accepting those stories from marginalized communities is not what legitimates those narratives and those stories. They were already legitimate. They are already legitimate. We don't grow to accept them to legitimate them. That's not our job. But we do do it as part of our work of expanding our brains, our hearts, our souls, to do our work of bringing forward a bigger story. And I think it's safe to say that not every story is worth affirming. This is as overtly political as I'll get. I don't think we want to affirm the stories of those who march, for instance, on Richmond with tiki torches and wearing swastikas. Or the stories of groups like the Oath Keepers or Proud Boys whose narratives are really specifically intended to divide, including to the point of violence and of pushing all kinds of conspiracy theories. I don't think we want to affirm those stories. But I do think that we have to engage the people who claim those stories. Engage them with something more than only anger. At some point, we have to be able to attract those with whom we disagree even most deeply. We have to be able to attract them into conversation or nothing will ever change, except, sadly, through violence. Too often, we think that just by ignoring it or by yelling at it on social media that it'll go away, and I don't think so. Instead, what if we learn ways to peel back the layers of those kind of stories that we don't feel like we can affirm, but to peel back the layers and to find out What is missing for people who locate themselves in those stories and together with them find more wholesome ways for all of us to get our legitimate needs met, to ensure that justice isn't for just us, but is equally available for all? We can't say things like all are welcome and all means all and then exclude someone because they anger us or even disgust us or horrify us. If we do, nothing changes. So this is so much of what a bigger story is all about. What if it's true that we have more in common than we think and that there are ways forward and that we can find them and that it's also true that those ways will probably be one person at a time and then one community at a time one small step at a time. This podcast, A Bigger Story, is my small step, and hopefully our small step as we build a community around a bigger story. Wisely, I think, 
my small steps start from what I know best, what I'm trained in, which is religion, Christianity specifically, community building. I start there, but I don't plan to stay there or to end there because the story, I keep saying, is much bigger. We'll take one small step after another in each episode of this podcast and in each season of this podcast of a bigger story. And we'll just work to keep expanding the circle. In a previous episode, we talked about what building a spiritual practice, a spiritual life could look like for those who are agnostic. I have so many friends and loved ones who are agnostic and who have long ago given up on the idea that church, for instance, can help them construct a useful spirituality, one that addresses the questions that their agnosticism asks. And listen, if you're part of a church, I'm not condemning or criticizing church and being part of church. I've been part of churches all my life. I'm simply saying something that is true, that I have so many friends and loved ones who are agnostic and a long time ago gave up on the idea that church can help them construct a useful spirituality that can help them address the questions that their agnosticism asks. They've also long given up on the notion that a church community or that Christianity even or any religious framework can address in a helpful way the deep existential questions that emerge for them just from everyday living. But, and this is the key, they haven't given up on their search for a spiritual framework that could lead to greater thriving and flourishing for themselves and for the whole world. They haven't given up on the search for a spiritual practice that can lead to personal change, communal change, transformation, something that somehow leaves us and the world better for having engaged it. A contemplation, a practice, a contemplative practice, and an engagement with others that is somehow truly transformational. And these very same friends and loved ones, and you might be one of them, I might be talking to you, these very same friends and loved ones are actually, in my experience, eager to do the spiritual work, to do the questioning, the searching, the growing of a spiritual life in community with others, because they know very wisely and innately that none of us is as smart as all of us. It really does take a community. So what does that look like? How do we do it? Grappling with those questions is the foundational why of this podcast. And by the way, I know that others of you who are graciously giving your time to listen to a bigger story, and thank you. I know that some of you are not agnostic, and you are part of a community already, a church community, or a synagogue community, or a mosque or temple community, already gathered around a religious and spiritual tradition that is already giving you life. But I'm pretty sure in most instances, your children, who as you raised them, you made sure they were with you in those church or synagogue or temple communities as children, most of them have moved pretty far away from that kind of community. Why? Because they question the relevancy of religion. They question the relevancy of church and don't deem it worthy of their time. In other decades, we could wink and nod and know that once they were done with college, finding a partner, 
marrying and having children, that at some point in their life stages, they would be drawn back into a church or a synagogue or a temple or a mosque community. But believe me when I tell you, that is not happening anymore. And if it does happen, it's an exception that doesn't prove the rule. And so we need to find new ways to expand the circle, to find common stories, common narratives, to find expansive, inclusive spiritual practices around which we can unite and form community because community is vital. Why? Because we can go further together than we could ever go alone. And honestly, that's why I figured out I'm actually glad that the original name for the podcast was already taken. And some episode soon, I'll tell you that whole story. I'll tell you what the name was for now. I'll just say I'm happy the original name was taken because in order for us to find new common threads that can join us into community together, we are going to need to find a bigger story. I really hope you'll join us for this journey. Thanks for listening. Stay in touch. Bruce at brucecole.tv. Remember you are loved. And since we spent so much time talking about story in this episode, we'll go out with a little snippet from the incomparable Brandy Carlisle. This is the story. All of these lines across my face Tell you the story of who I am So many stories